Welcome to Let's Chat Teaching, an Apple Tree Resources podcast where each week we'll dive into all things teaching in the grades 5 to 8 classroom. I'm your host, Nicole Sanders, a classroom teacher turned online pro D course creator. I'm here to help you strategize, unpack, and create more ease in your classroom this year. Hi, and welcome. Today, I thought we'd talk about our students' reading levels and how we show up to a room full of reading levels and where we go from there. I'm going to start with a personal story, and I'm sure it's a story that you can relate to, and it's a story that happens to all of us in a variety of different ways. As a middle school and high school trained teacher, I'm not trained or I wasn't trained how to teach kids to learn how to read. I'm trained or were trained as middle and high school teachers to have students show up as readers and use reading to learn, not learning how to read in the classroom. It's such a fundamentally different way of approaching reading and approaching learning in the classroom. I'm just going to say that again. As middle and high school teachers, we are trained to have students come into our classroom and to use reading for learning, not to teach students how to read. It's just such a fundamental difference in our approach to reading and writing and how we teach in the classroom. And I, when I became a teacher, part of the reason I became a teacher was so that I could help people learn to read and to access knowledge that they couldn't access before if they had low reading abilities or no reading abilities. And I didn't really realize the fundamental difference of teaching students to read and assuming a student is coming in with already reading abilities to learn. And so it's something I ended up learning later on in my teaching career, which I'm very thankful for, but it wasn't something I walked into the classroom with, teaching students how to read. It was an assumption that they showed up reading, especially when you're teaching those middle and high school levels. So imagine my surprise when in my first couple of years of teaching, I started school and had all of these new beginning people come in, all of my students. It was very exciting. And I didn't have any uh, information on these students yet. The transition notes from the previous teachers have not come through yet. There was no information on who had assessments earlier on in their education to show where these students were reading yet. Those usually come in later than everybody wants them to, but we're all doing our best and that's just a reality. So sometimes we get those for one or two students, but I never in my 10 years of teaching have I ever shown up to teach <laughs> to teach a class and I have assessments on reading and writing, math and school readiness, any of that just laid out for me. That has never happened in my career. So this was no exception, but none of those things have come. None of that information had come my way yet. And so I had this room full of students and I always want to know where my students are at so that I can help them where they're at. But I did have two students that were transferred in from a different district, different school district. And with that transfer comes their information from the previous district. And so those two students were the ones I did have paperwork on. And so I met the class, you know, those first couple of very rushed days of school you're learning social stuff about your students and trying to connect with them on a personal level. And I had these two files on these two new students. And so I read them. It's very helpful information. 
And I was shocked to find out that this year was a grade five class and that both of these students from totally different school districts, those students didn't know each other, nothing, nothing was the same. They were both at a pre-K reading level. That's pre-kindergarten, a pre-K reading level they were coming into this grade five class with. And I was taken back. I had definitely had struggling readers in the past. We all get struggling readers. We always have a variety of readers in our classroom. But I've never had students who were pre-kindergarten reading levels. This really threw me because my training was for students who have shown up with reading to use reading to learn, not to teach reading as the learning. And so I knew that I needed to learn some of those skills very fast. But I was also more hyper aware than other years previous to getting that information on all of my students and wanting to know where all of my students were at, because that particular class was going to be different than my previous years. But I also think it's really important that we, I got, we as teachers get assessments on our students so we know where we can start. I knew I needed to find out where each student was at in order to meet each student where they were at. I'm just going to take a quick water break here. And when we come back, I'm going to let you know what results came back how I got the results of the reading levels, and what I did with them. See you after the break. What if I told you teaching your students how to write a short story could be easy? Short Story Writing Made Easy is an online professional development course for grades 5 to 8 teachers. Short Story Writing Made Easy is a step-by-step online course to help bring more ease and fun into your short story writing unit this year. One of the best parts is this online course can be taken when you want and where you want. When you buy Short Story Writing Made Easy, you get access to the course for a full year. That means you can start, stop, and go back to the course whenever it works in your schedule. Head over to appletreeresources.com slash courses to learn more. That's appletreeresources.com slash courses. Okay, so I know I needed a quick and not a fancy way to know where each student was at reading. I did not have all of these district assessment tools and the learning assistance teacher was very, very busy in the beginning of the year, just trying to get that basic information to to teachers. So we knew where our students were at. There was no assessments going on in September. So I knew I needed to figure this out so that I could start our class where they were at rather than moving in frustration, trying something didn't work, trying something didn't work. If I knew where they were all at individually, then I could have more of a group picture of where we were at as a class. So like I said, the assessment needed to be not fancy. It needed to be quick and it needed to be fairly accurate. Before I tell you how I did this, I really think that this is something we can replicate in our classrooms today and throughout the year. But again, this is not a district precise way to know someone's reading level. There are definitely lots of ways to do that. And you can get resources to do that. This is not that this is for just my general consensus. It was to form an understanding, the beginning understanding. And after that, then I could suggest which students might need to get those formal assessments done to really pinpoint where they're at. This was just to get off the ground running. And so I created a chart 
And I would mark this stuff down for myself to, again, like I said, for formative understanding, for formative assessment. So not for grades, but it's just a form and under understanding of where my students were at. So what I did is I actually went to the librarian with the librarian and after school it was a quick conversation. And I pulled out five different books. They were chapter books. Uh, most of them were chapter books. And I got five different books. But the important part of the books, it's not really important which books you use. What the important part is, is that they're all different reading levels to make sure that you grab reading levels that are well below the year that you're teaching. So I've done this now in grade five, six, seven, eight, and a grade nine classroom, actually. Uh, I've used this very quick assessment to figure out where my students were at. And so the first, basically the third book you, you choose, I chose would be for the reading level they should be at coming into the classroom. Then I would choose two reading levels below, one below, and then one severely below. And then I would go and pick one slightly above and then a couple of years above. So there's a huge range of reading levels within these five books. And I would sign them out or I would just take them off of my own bookshelf because once you do this a few times, it's easier to understand which books are correct reading levels. And librarians generally have a lot of training on reading levels and which books would be good for that. So if you want to like quicken this up or really make sure that you're being correct in this, ask your librarian to walk through this with you. So you get the five books you just lay them out basically from easiest to most difficult. When I create this, the chart to make sure that I had the information for my students, because it's one thing to sit down and have informal information in your head. It's another thing when you can go back and refer to this information, it helps so much more. The chart that I would create was so easy. It would just be printing off a class list. So your class list would be on the left-hand column. And then I would just add the titles of the book from easiest to most difficult on the top. I would leave on the far right, uh, just a space for comments. And what I would do is I would call each student up during independent work time or group work time, or even in silent reading. The student would just simply come to my desk and we would sit there and I would talk to them and ask them how they feel about reading. I think that type of conversation is very important. We all have very, very different feelings about reading and our comfort levels are very different and that can play a part in this assessment quite a lot. So that's always kind of how I start it. Or I ask them a really easy one is, what have you been reading lately? you can learn a lot about where a student's at in their reading and how much, even how much they enjoy reading. I was definitely as a student, um, as a kid, as a teenager, I was not a reader. <laughs> I read, yes, but I did not read novels for fun. I was out in the basketball court or outside or hanging out with friends. I was so not interested in the books that were that were suggested to me as a young person. And so that doesn't always correlate with the reading level. My reading level was always at grade level and then later became above grade level. But at the time, if you were to ask me, oh, what are you reading? I would be like, and I wouldn't have an answer for you. So it doesn't always correlate, but very quickly you can see what students are reading and that'll help very quickly realize where they're at. Some students do read above their above their grade level reading and that's great. And a lot of students will read below, but it's still a good gauge. So just ask, I just asked like, what are you reading these days? What are you enjoying? That help, That's helpful too when you choose things down the line for your classroom to read and like more of interest levels. 
Anyway, so I would ask them that. And then I would just, from that question, from their answer, I would gauge which book to start with. So I wouldn't have students read all all five books. It's a very quick assessment. Uh, if a student has told me, oh, I'm reading The Hunger Games, then I would know right away ish where they were at. And I would choose maybe the middle book for them to start reading at. And all I would do is I would open the book to any page, doesn't matter. And I would start from a new paragraph and I would just ask them to start reading. I would tell the students that it's okay to stumble. Like this isn't, this is not meant to be perfect. And you're just going to read for a little while until I ask you to stop. And then I might ask you to read in another book. And it's just quietly at your desk with the teacher, with myself So I would start with the middle book and they would read and you can tell very quickly that they're very nervous in the beginning. That's why I get them. I always got them to read a few sentences and that's where you're going to see the real reading level. And then you can see even punctuation. Are they skipping punctuation? Are they, do they understand the innuendos? Can they make those basic transitions? All of that stuff is so, so important. So when the students read after a little while, you can tell, okay, this is too difficult. This is too easy. This is at grade level. And then you just say, okay, thank you. That was, that was really nice. Can you read the next book for me? And depending on how the student would read to me would be depending on which of the five books we chose earlier that I would pull out. So if it was too difficult, I would go one or two books down. And if it was easy and comfortable, I'd go one book up to see, is this also easy and comfortable? And then I might go one more book up but it gives you a quick reference point. On that chart that I was talking about, students on the less on the left-hand side and then the book titles from easiest to hardest on on the top. All I would do is I would check off like a check mark if it was relatively easy for them to read that book and I would do a different symbol if it was difficult and a different symbol if it was too hard. You can choose your symbols. I didn't use Xs because if students saw me writing about them, I didn't want them to feel like I was being negative about their reading level, but I just chose random symbols. They weren't random to me, but they were random to my students. And so I could understand that later. Then And then I would thank them for coming up and reading and tell them how excited I am about, you know, what we're reading in the future. And then I'd send them back to their desk and I would write a little comment in the comment section, just something super easy. But at the time, you know, I always think, oh, I'm going to remember this forever. And of course I don't. So I write down something basic about what maybe what they're reading or how what was easier do they enjoy it all those kind of things and then I'd go to the next student and each student's reading assessment this informal reading assessment would take anywhere between two and five minutes and by the end of it I would do it over a two or three day period whenever there was a chance to do it and by the end of it I had an entire class list of way more accurate understanding of where my students were at individually in their reading. This was very, very helpful when moving forward in the classroom, rather than spending tons of time with these amazing units, which I have done in the past, and then start with the unit with my students and realize, oh my goodness, like they don't have a clue what I'm talking about. I need to stop the unit and back up, like way back up to see where they're at to get them to this unit. I've done that. I've also started units um, before that where I start and realize, oh, they've done this unit before or they this is too easy for them as in, in general as a class. It just saves so much time, effort and energy and boredom for both yourself and your students when there's an individual assessment, just informal assessment of where you can start. 
It also helps when creating small reading groups for the future. It helps also with like different reading passages that we're going to pull into the classroom that I would pull up and have students read. It's really, really handy to know which are your strong readers so you can call on them if you need them to read something in excerpt and making sure that we're not calling on those students who find reading out loud or reading in different reading in general, difficult, or even if a student has a stutter, things like that. It's just very easy to figure that out very early on and save students' feelings and make students feel safe about when you're asking for volunteers or when you just need someone to read aloud. There's so many things with having this quick assessment that I was able to do with my students, even which novel study we would read as a class. And I do believe in full class novel studies. And that is another episode for another time. But I really do believe in full class reading novel novel studies, even when we have seven, eight, nine different reading levels in the room. We, I will do another episode on that in future. But it's super powerful. But it helps. It helps guide my teaching for my students who show up not just this imaginary class that I would love to teach and this is at the grade level, but who actually shows up in the room. What I've been seeing and have seen in the last 10 years is that every class can be so vastly different and there is very little gatekeepers for the level of reading, writing, math, school readiness, all of these different things that used to have, there used to be systems that would identify or or reroute or that kind of thing. And there doesn't seem to be that anymore. And so it's really age, age-based age who's showing up and not necessarily grade-based or grade-level-based. I hope that makes sense to you from what I'm hearing all over the country and much further that this is what's happening over and over again. And that's just the reality of teaching. We're going to get so many students, so many levels. That's one of the challenges of teaching. And it is a big challenge. It's a huge challenge when you're faced with seven or eight different reading levels in the classroom and you don't really know where to begin. Where we can begin to meet all of our students' needs all of our students needs. And that includes those who are already great readers. Those students also need to be challenged and met where they're, where they're at. In order to do that, we just need to know where they're at. That's the great start. So I've used this type of assessment with students. Like I said earlier, like if a student gets transferred into your class, so I've had students getting transferred to my class because the other class just didn't work a couple months in to the year. I've also, we also always have students who are moving into district and moving into our classrooms. There's so many reasons students move into your classroom. And I have found that that can be very difficult as well. But knowing that this is a quick assessment that I would do, I would just add them to the bottom of the list and do the exact same assessment with them, knowing which small reading group I would put them in and what kind of books I might recommend that because us as teachers recommending books to our students is can be one of the most powerful things. We know our students, we know our students' interests, and when we know our students' reading levels, we can recommend books that they will actually be super interested and can move them on that pendulum or on that road to being lifelong readers and lifelong lovers of readers 
which is one of the most amazing things we can do as teachers. And so, yeah, starting with this very basic assessment, I was able to meet those students where they're at. And I had to learn really quickly how to learn to teach a student how to read. So I did. I took a bunch of professional development on that and I learned, but I was also very, very aware that I wanted to meet all my students where they were at and knowing where they were at was very, very helpful moving forward that year. I hope that this was something you can relate to and something that might have sparked an idea of how you can do something very quickly, how you maybe use this assessment or other assessments that you've learned in the past. Just having that informal or formative assessment with our students as we start the year, how that can just help bring a bit more ease into our year, into our classroom, into our jobs. And that's really what this podcast is about, is just bringing more ease, just shifting it 1% at a time to bring more ease into the classroom, more ease into our students' experience, more ease into our workday. Thank you so much for joining me. If you've liked this episode or any other episode, feel free to send it to a friend. That's how I can keep making them. Thanks again. If you'd like five free activities to use with any story you can use today, then head over to appletreeresources.com slash story activities. That's appletreeresources.com slash story activities to get five activities you can use with any story for free. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. I know we're all busy and I feel honored you chose to spend some of that time with me. Until next time.